This is the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of Scooby-Doo. I'm Julie Kin, your host, and today we're talking about an episode with a whole bunch of nouns. A scary night with a snow beast fright. Yep, you heard me. A scary night with a snow beast fright. Try saying that five times fast. It's in season three of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? This episode starts with a snowy scene. We see kind of an old-ish dude, you know, late middle age. I guess before I was 40, I would have thought he was ancient. Now he just looks kind of normal. He's walking through the snow with his eyes closed. He seems serene and at peace with his fate. But the music is scary, so we know something bad's going to happen. Suddenly, we see a crazy thing. It looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, except it's got like a furry body. I don't know. It picks him up and presumably chomps him off screen. He shouts for help, but I'm guessing he's a goner. Meanwhile, we see our Scooby gang. They're looking at a newspaper article about the same dude we just got saw chomped. That's not grammar. Sorry. His name is Professor Kruger, and he's exploring an Arctic village. The kids are wondering why he's sent for them. He must need help eating processed meats and breaking into abandoned buildings. The kids are dressed for snow, and even Scooby's in a turtleneck and scarf, looking very cozy. They get to fly to the Arctic in a small plane, and suddenly, from out the window, we see some fierce-looking totem poles. They fly in to get a closer look, and Shaggy and Scooby get really spooked by how lifelike they look. Also, these totem poles are gigantic, so that each head on the pole is roughly the size of the head on a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Hmm, where have I seen one of those lately? The kids arrive near an indigenous village, and we see igloos and other snow-covered buildings in the distance. The kids have to go the rest of the way on cross-country skis, and this whole trip seems amazing, like one of those getaways you'd see on The Bachelor. Scooby is gun-shy about skis, but he gets the hang of it, except for leaping into a giant snowdrift at one point. Anyway, he finishes the trip on snowshoes. As they get to the village, there's bad news. The igloos are all smashed up, and Professor Kugler is gone. Velma says, let's split up. Shaggy starts to go in one igloo, but a polar bear sneaks up behind them and chases them. Shaggy and Scooby run through the wall of another igloo, and Shaggy gets in a fight with a salmon. At least, I think it's a salmon. I don't know. It's a big fish. I'm from landlocked Indiana, and so the only fish I really know a lot about is tuna, and it comes in a can. The big kids come to the rescue, and Velma condescendingly explains that the Inuit people who lived here were smoking these fish. There's a kettle on the fire, and it's still warm, so the people must have been there recently. Fred wants to pick up the trail, but Scooby sticks behind to stealthily drink whatever was in that kettle. It turns out it was washing the laundry. But now Scooby's all by himself. He walks outside calling for Shaggy and trips over the ledge of a gigantic paw print from some sort of clawed carnivorous beast. It looks about 10 feet in diameter. He catches up with the other kids and tries to explain. He takes them back and they see a whole series of these huge prints. Then they see an Inuit man with a dog sled. Scooby sees this super hot husky dog. She's batting her eyelashes at him, so you know she's up for shenanigans. His heart starts pounding, and he looks, well, he looks excited, and he melts through the snow. 
The dude, it turns out, is the chief of this local village, and he explains how the snow beast came and smashed their igloos and took the professor. The great beast comes to life when man invades the sacred land of the north. He was upset because they built their village on the snow beast's sacred land. The chief warns the kids to skedaddle before the snow beast comes back. Shaggy concurs, but Velma wants to solve the mystery. And Fred takes everyone into the hut to look for clues. Now, this hut is where Professor Kugler was doing his research. They knock on the door, and a mustached Frenchman, or possibly French-Canadian named Jean-Pierre Baptiste, opens the door. He has a really great mustache. Did I already mention that? He was the professor's assistant. He takes off on a snowmobile after recommending they leave. The kids go in the hut and look around. Scooby and a mouse fight over a hunk of cheese. Velma finds a drawing of the totem poles. Somehow she considers this a clue, but if I lived there, I'd probably try to sketch those totem poles too. You know, if I knew how to sketch. The snow beast, meanwhile, picks up the entire building therein and shakes it. Scooby rows off on top of the snow in a rowboat, but he gets trapped. Oh, maybe it was a canoe. That makes more sense. Okay, then he jumps in an igloo, and the snow beast plays the shell game with Scooby for a while. As always, cute pics are available on social media. The beast is getting pretty frustrated, so he takes out his anger on Scooby by snatching the chief of the village. Presumably, he gets chomped as well. The kids get the dog sled that the chief left behind, and Scooby takes control by playing a horn and rallying them to march. They get over to where the totem poles are, and they find black snow on the ground and hear huge stomping sounds. At first, they think it's the heartbeat from one of the totem poles, but it's definitely the snow beast. Soon, he arrives and chases them around while roaring. There's a lot of roaring in this episode. And also, this is pretty scary. What's going to happen next? Poor Scooby's the only one being chased. We'll find out after this commercial break. Coming to you live from a dimension where Rick and Morty podcasts are in fact a thing. Brandon and Travis bring you nine-weekly Ram content to wet your whistle and kick your listening pleasure into 12th gear. Check out Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, everywhere podcasts are sold. So the beast tries to capture Scooby, but he ends up accidentally making Scooby into a snowball that rolls into one of the totem poles. Scooby climbs up the pole and is kind of stuck on top because he's scared. The beast roars into a hole and the air blows Scooby up into the air and when he lands down, his tushy gets stuck in the top. He tries to pretend he's part of the totem pole while the beast sniffs all around. Eventually, the snow beast leaves and Scooby gets turned into a block of ice and falls off. They're all worried about how are we going to get Scooby out of this block of ice? But the hot girl dog snuggles up and helps him thaw out. Fred wants to keep hunting the snow beast instead of looking for a shelter and food, but they end up following the tracks to an ice cave. Fred is thrilled. In the cave, we see a silhouette of the beast watching them as Scooby slides into the others and they all get knocked into the bottom of a hole or something kind of like a hole, but there's tunnels off of it. 
Fred uses a rope he just happens to have on him to try to help them escape. That's one of the good things about having a serial murderer on your team. Anyway, Scooby climbs the rope but finds the snow beast at the top. So he slides back down. And instead, they explore the tunnels attached to the hole they're in. After a while, they find some electric lights in the cave. At first, it looks like beast eyes, but it's just two tunnels in the ice, each of which are lit by electric lights. Scooby and Shaggy are bribed with Scooby snacks to go down one tunnel on their own, because of course everyone has to split up again. The other kids follow the tunnel and find a submarine in black snow. Fred and Belma know what's up, but I'm still totally clueless at this point. Meanwhile, the Beast finds Shaggy and Scooby in their tunnel. Scooby tries to hide in a backpack, but he is not successful in this endeavor. Then there's a chase scene! Scooby kind of hops like as if he's on a pogo stick, except using a giant icicle for a while. And then Scooby and Shaggy toss heaps of snow to make a barrier. But that doesn't hold, so they do plan B. What's plan B, you ask? Well, Shaggy pretends he's a dentist, and Scoob is a hygienist, but a hot hygienist with a blonde wig and lipstick, and it's everything I love about this show. It's great. Go see pics on social media. They inform the Beast it's time for his checkup. He totally falls for this and apparently has horrible breath. But lucky for the Beast, they brush his teeth until he gets really annoyed and chases them again. Meanwhile, Fred, Velma, and Daphne hear someone calling for help. They walk down some carefully carved stairs and find the professor and the chief. The professor can't remember what happened, so I'm guessing yet another head injury. Shaggy and Scooby reunite, and everybody gets to the surface safely. Now, instead of going to safety, they all want to capture the beast. Or at least Fred and Velma do, and everyone else is too fatigued to argue. Scooby's elected to lure him onto the thin ice. This seems like a terrible plan to me. Scooby goes over and taunts the beast by sticking out his tongue and making a face. The beast is irritated by this sass and chases Scooby to the ice, where the beast slips around, his tail swats Scooby away, and then the beast crashes into a totem pole. The pole breaks apart, and we now see it's either like a giant comms tower or an oil drilling thing, and the beast's head falls off. Gross, I know. But it turns out it's just an animatronic being. Kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, but not as scary as that. Velma says, it's just as we thought. A hidden oil thingy. Okay, she doesn't say thingy, but I don't remember the real word for it. You can yell at me on Twitter. Inside, the snow beast was Baptiste. Remember the Frenchman or possibly French-Canadian? You know, Mr. Mustache. He discovered the oil and wanted it for himself, but the oil was on Inuit land. So he scared off everyone and kidnapped the remainder of people who were not scared enough to leave. And he says something amazing. He says, and I would have made millions if it wasn't for you meddling kids. We're getting closer and closer to the real line. I love it. Meanwhile, Scooby tries to impress the hot girl dog by fishing with his tail, but he gets bounced around by a walrus. She kisses him, and he melts through the ice, and when he pops up, he has a delicious fish on his head. I think that's TV code for they totally start a litter of puppies that night. 
Let me know what you think about this episode. You can get in touch on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Meddling Kids Pod. And of course, our discussion group on Facebook is the Meddling Kids Podcast and Scooby-Doo Discussion Group, moderated by the fabulous Tiff. Thanks, Tiff. Thanks so much to Dave Zeste for the use of our theme music. And thanks so much to those of you who've rated and reviewed us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts and shared us with your friends. I hope you have a great day. And as you are flirting with cute dogs, just remember, you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling kids.